This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Feed me! Meow, meow, meow! Because of this podcast, I'm a gay icon. I'm so hot! I'm so good looking! My salad dressing is amazing! Like the internet at large, there are things you can do on the internet besides porn, but most of it's porn. A lifetime of Hallmark. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hall and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Barrett. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, hello. Kirk Fitzpatrick. Oh, I jumped the gun. Sorry. Okay. I jumped the gun. Hello. Look at you. I know, I just, because I'm so excited. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. And hello, this is what the thing, this is what threw me off. I have to add a name. Hello, host of the Shelf Shedding movie show, Jason Debray. Hello. Welcome, welcome back. back. Thank you so much welcome for having back. me. We, we welcome you back show. with quite a doozy of a movie, Jason. The, the movie will be one thing, but I'm I'm happy to talk to the three of you. So that'll be a that'll be a separate thing, I think. <laughs> well, I think we have opinions getting, on the movie. Oh, we've been getting into it over. I've been on Jason's podcast doing the podcast the last couple weeks, the Oscar episodes. We've been getting into it. It's been getting it's getting hairy over there. What is the yeah, most? Gonna, uh, what's the most heated you argument you've had so far on the podcast? Um. Well, Robert Downey Jr., you, we had disagreement so. about that. Yeah, uh, Danielle Brooks. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little bit on that. And then I think we nearly, with Bradley Cooper as well, but I think we were, I was less caffeinated for that one. So I, I was... I was. Oh, yeah. I liked, I, th- I, thought Bradley Co- I liked Bradley Cooper's performance. I thought that he, that he was a little over the top. Boom. I thought it worked. Really? Okay. I refuse to see the movie because Bradley Cooper's in it. Okay. Really? Yeah. Well, well, I, didn't I don't like him either. as an actor. He's pretty to look at. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't like him. I I like him, but I I I have high expectations for him, and I think that was what threw me off. I guess with this was I wasn't. Yeah, I was surprised, and I think. He was really like, give me the Oscar now, 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 please. That's why I felt from... I'll put on a nose. Give Any, me the Oscar. I mean, you're doing a, a biopic about a musician. You're putting on a prosthetic nose and you're directing the thing yourself. You are, like, you may as well just wear a t-shirt the entire movie that says, I would like an Oscar, please. This, this so has funny some that you really cool shots. It's so funny that you guys mentioned Danielle Brooks because I'm actually going to a screening of, of uh, Color Purple tomorrow night, and Danielle Brooks is doing a Q and A. Nice. Ooh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, don't mention and, that. And it's the cool. show. So show. show. <laughs> <Right>? I do. <laughs> don't mention that to her. I, I was mean. So, like last week. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're all talking at once. Last week, I went to Barbie and um, Billie Eilish and. Q&A. And who was there? I'm sorry, you cut out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, America and Billie Eilish. America Ferrera. Got it. Don't talk to Kurt about America Ferrera, as it turns That's out. That's not true. I, she was good. I just, yeah. 
which was part of the Danielle Brooks conversation. I I, I actually might be on the right same here. side as Kurt on this one. I, I like America Ferrera. I liked that performance, but that performance is essentially the Oscar speech that she gives, and without it, there's not much of an arc there. Ooh. Now, the movie... <laughs> without that speech, if you think the movie works. But couldn't, have, but couldn't have someone else given that speech just as well? Well, Ooh. she has to give it in the movie. It makes sense that she okay. gives it. All right. Well, because she's the only offer... human in Barbie Land. Yeah, except the daughter. Okay. All right. Yeah. Les, I was going to offer my condolences. I did hear that you had to watch Barbie again. Um. How dare you, Kurt Fitzpatrick? Wow. How dare you? I've been waiting all waiting all day to say that. <laughs> I knew that's the reaction gonna I was going to get. <laughs> I'm okay. going to watch Barbie again too. I'm going to watch it again, too. I have to give it another shot. I, so I've seen it four times. Oh, wow. I've seen it twice. Ooh, wow. Well, the only reason I went for the last time was because of the Q&A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that looked really exciting. And, you know, th those three people, just to be in the room with them would be amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, and, and get this. It made a Billie Eilish fan out of me because Billie Eilish was actually very cool and very sassy. I, she, I left liking her. She's a good interview. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. interesting. Yeah, she's got Tourette syndrome. I heard her talk about that. It's kind of interesting. She, she dropped the F-bomb a lot. Yeah. Her parents were there. Her dad was kind of like, hmm. Like, yeah. like he was kind of, he was actually, her dad was actually, I thought her dad was attractive. <laughs> so, so, there you go. Okay. Now, speaking of a good interview, <laughs> Kurt. Do you have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hmm, still not any black China news from the last couple of weeks, but this is from January 15th from People Magazine. Black China is celebrating one year, four months sober. I'm going for the oh, two. Okay. Uh, she's celebrating 16 months of sobriety and counting. Uh, on, on Sunday of that week, she posted a video on Instagram after reaching the milestone, coming home to a surprise from her boyfriend, songwriter, and rapper Derek Milano. Milano laid out sticky notes for each month of sobriety, pairing each with a handwritten motivational message. He also included a custom cake and balloons for her. I just walked in the house, and look what Derek put together for me. He put all, those, all these special notes for me. For all the months of my sobriety, White35 said as she showed off the sweet gesture. Today marks one year, four months of my sobriety, 16 months. Ah, I'm going for the two. White also posted a photo of the moment she called her formerly estranged mother, Tokyo Tony, and showed her the cake Milano got her. She even included a screenshot from her 12 steps app tracker celebrating the sobriety <laughs> milestone. So she's grateful for that. And uh, in October 2023, she appeared on the latest episode of the vile files podcast and discussed how she managed to make such great progress in her sobriety and fitness journey during the show host nick vial asked the model what pivotal moment made her decide to really tackle getting and staying sober 
It's a very hard thing. I had to teach myself discipline, White admitted, even with my sobriety, working out, and becoming closer to God with my spirituality. All that stuff takes discipline. It's not just a one-day thing. These are things that you have to continue to do on a daily basis. All these things are going to come at you through your mind, body, and your soul and spirit. So I was like, you know what? If I stay, stay disciplined, like, all right, this is my set schedule for working out. It doesn't matter if I stayed up the night before. If I have to go to work a certain time, you're going to work out, um, she explained. So she has put the work in, especially some in the public eye, but she wanted to be in a good space all around. Sometimes it can become hard, and with the sobriety, I just needed to clear mind. I just feel like my kids are getting older. I just needed to be 100% clear-minded all the time. So if you or someone you know is struggling from substance abuse, please contact the SAMHSA helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. So I'd like to point Yay. out I wasn't laughing at her sobriety. It just sounded like she had – like a, a almost like a fitness watch that was counting her sobriety. I forget how it was worded in that story, but I just I just pictured like you know like a Fitbit, but like it's just tracking her days sober. <laughs> that does that could work. Funny. I mean, I guess, guess that's not work. very different than an ankle bracelet. Yeah, yeah. it's really not everything. Well, she has a it's it's a it, it's just been a new journey for. Her. Black China, and she's on it. Mm-hmm. Is that why there's so less? I have, question. I have a question for Jason Dubray. Yes. So, so what do you think is going to win Best Picture? Oh, I, I think Oppenheimer is going to win Best Picture. Um, whether that is my choice, we haven't recorded that show yet. Right. We've, we, we we've covered the acting categories in the first two, then we'll do director and picture in the last one. So I don't want to give all my cards away, but as far as what I'm predicting is Oppenheimer, but I mentioned it, Kurt, there was some, you, you know how these articles come out around this time of year looking for an upset or something? There was some collider or one of those organizations uh, was saying that there might be a push for the holdovers to do a, a, a prize if the holdovers won best picture, but, you know, who knows? Uh, I mean, a few years ago, I mean, we, we've had it, we've had this happen with the Oscars having kind of a, Last minute, Coda would be one that kind of came out of nowhere, and people watched it just at the time the Academy was voting, and then it it came in and won. So I don't know, crazier things have happened, but hmm. yeah, I love the whole Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, um, and and Divine Joy Divine Joy Randolph is like sweeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I lost it in the first episode. Uh, I, I've never cried on my podcast, but I okay. did describing a scene in 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 there and making obviously my case for her uh, oh. in that category. And I just uh, the, the the scene uh, in Boston where she has her kid, her boys' clothes when you know baby clothes. I mean that that one kind of I hadn't thought of it. I had no idea that was coming, Kurt. You handled that really well, but I was just kind of you know. As I said, I was heavily caffeinated that right. day. I was talking about Robert yeah. Downey Jr. and America for and and some. I was just like, like, well, that's uh, yeah. I, everybody is good in that movie. Those those three and that young guy who didn't really get as much attention. Dominic says I've, I've mentioned him a couple times. He he gives quite a good performance. It's tough to keep up with those other two. Um, yeah, money in particular. Yeah. But, he so. never acted before. He never he was never in a movie before. First film, I think, yeah. 
And it was so interesting because I went, so I went to a screening of the holdovers and Divine Joy Randolph was the, uh, she did the Q&A. And so she said that the one high school that they filmed at, not the boarding school, I guess there was another school that they filmed at, that was actually his school. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. That'd be a little bit weird. Well, maybe maybe not. So she said that there was this thing, there was like a bulletin board and it had kids' papers on it. And she said like he called her over and pointed to one of his papers on the bulletin board where he got an A. So that was kind of funny. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, so yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's winding down. Don't forget to vote for the SAG Awards, gentlemen. Oh, What's the yeah, deadline? I just realized it's today. Friday. Friday. Okay. Friday. Right. That's your cutoff for the voting is Friday, and then and then the awards are presented Saturday on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is yeah. it okay? Yes. All right. Well, I watched a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Preparing for my show, like <laughs> unlike Academy vo- members, we've seen the nominated films. That's something that yes, we <laughs> have. <laughs> we've seen them. Well, this film that we're about to talk about would definitely be nominated for a Razzie and win. <laughs> I was so angry with you, Les. Ugh, so so angry. Like, oh, you because, get mad at Les. Well, here, yeah, I'm mad at Les, and here's why. I, and this is, this is where I know I'm being irrational with part of my anger towards this movie, is I oh, don't no. like corset costume dramas. <laughs> I if if oh. if they are wearing corsets, if it's like in the old wet, like anything before like 1900, if it's set then, I don't want to fucking watch it. And when this movie shifted and didn't go back, I wanted to drive over to your. I wanted to go buy a car so I could drive over to your apartment and kick the shit out of you. I was so mad. Wow. I see. I didn't. I didn't know yeah, that you didn't like uh, movies with a cor- This is a new I don't, one. I don't. I, but once you know this, um, Kurt. No, but it's like how you know so, some people are racist. Like they don't like yeah. people of different races. You're um against eras. Yes. You're an eraist. You're eraist. I guess you don't so. Like the Western era, the corset era. I, Fine, I'll I own it. No idea. I'll I'll own it. And then I another thing that era. I. I'm sorry. You like the disco era? I don't love it. I was alive for it, but I don't love it. But oh, it, like, yeah. it doesn't bother me seeing it on film. You no eras. He doesn't like any eras. No, I like eras. You're an eras. What eras do you like? I I like mid century. Like anything with the like the skinny ties and the really cool, funky, modern looking furniture. I love that. So like eighties on. Uh, 80s, I don't love watching 80s because I live through it and whenever they put it on screen now, it's cheesy. But I, I still, you know, I enjoy it. But like if I were to pick an era that I wanted to see in a movie besides present day, it'd be like late 50s, early 60s. Oh, see, we did, honestly, oh. I, we, Kurt, we did not know this. Well, don't <laughs> <into> this. <laughs> but the thing that I have brought up on this podcast that I, I truly hate in these Hallmark movies is when they reference other art. When they reference other art as a way of trying to make them seem like they're making better art than they actually are because they're aware of this better art. Yeah. And that's what this entire that. movie was. 
Mm. They really played up. I mean, almost, I don't know if it'd be fair to say they plagiarized Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. They did. It was like Um, shitty fan fiction. Yeah. I mean, this isn't like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead or something here where they're like, you know, aware of Hamlet and then kind of adding the side story. They're, They're just telling the story and then messing it up a little bit. And yeah. I'm not familiar, I'm broadly familiar with some of the things in Sense of Sensibility, but I've, I've never seen or read it, so I don't know these I'm characters, conscious. I don't care about these characters, and so every beat of these movie of this movie that was referencing things in Sense and Sensibility, I was lost. Is it Sense yeah. of Sensibility or? What? Or Pride, Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice rather. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Pride and Pre- no, it's Pride and Prejudice. They're, they advertise yeah. an all-black cast Sense and Sensibility that's coming up in a few weeks. Oh, because it's a series. They were doing advertisements. There's like four of them or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Love You, Wary is uh, is all Jane oh Austen inspired. So this is like a painful, but the, but painful month. Sensibility on Fuck yeah. <laughs> the sense and sensibility looked like it was going to be like Bridgerton. Yeah, it looked a little Bridgerton-y. Yeah, but... Um, oh. Jason, do you? Um, yeah, mind? I had, I had no, I had no idea that that there that there was a corset. <laughs> they go. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, okay. So, no. Uh, Jason Bowers. So, do you like like um, what do you call it? <sighs> Game of Thrones. Do you like that? No, it's I hate fantasy era. stuff too. I don't watch okay. any fantasy okay. stuff. I it's fell kind of asleep a, watching yeah. Lord of the Rings on a an IMAX screen. That's that's an, an era, kind of. The kind era. of. Well, that's that's a genre. I'd I'd say. I think that I met somebody yeah. once who thought that was part of world history. So like, no Great Gatsby, <laughs> no nothing. Lord of the Rings. Great Gatsby, I would like because that's early nineteen hundreds. Okay, this is yeah. tough. To yeah, navigate. No, Gatsby would be yeah, that'd be different. That falls within my my perimeter, my really this absurd, wildly I'm, unrealistic I'm, parameters. What about cavemen? Do you like that era? Uh, no? no. <laughs> These people are just trying to make a what, wheel. What, I mean, like, I, I I like the Flintstones. So, sure, I like cavemen. Yeah. All right, so good. Yeah. But those old Geico like commercials? No. It's no. not like corsets were the problem, but it sounds like it's just several several decades and, and time frames in history that you yeah. care for yeah. in your art, which is I, fun. I, I actually legitimately think what part of it is is stuff that's sort of set between the 18 and 1900s, especially if there are British accents. We're almost conditioned as audiences to assume that it's going to be better than something that's set in present day, and that's not necessarily true. Well, this one had so many holes in it, though. Because, you know... But you I know, didn't I even know there were holes because I don't know the I don't know the original source material. That was the biggest problem. No, with this no, thing. no. But like, I'm not even talking the original source material. Like this, this movie just happened. No, I, I no. That's what I'm saying is I wouldn't know that there are holes because I don't know the source material, which is like blatantly ripping off. I yeah. I, I don't know about that. It's later on that taxi driver that. That's not a taxi driver I've ever encountered in. I think it's supposed to be New York City that this is set, right? Is it? Yeah. 
Is it? It is, okay. Yeah, I'm guessing it. Yeah, it's supposed to be New York. It's not a New York cabbie I've ever uh, encountered. But Well, she didn't seem to pay him. No. Maybe there's a new way of yes, paying Yes, you're there. That's a bit, that was a bit of a – I was noticed that. That was a bit of a yeah. – uh, Yeah, and he, he was pretty angry with her. I think he'd want his money before he would kick her out of the cab. But And why wouldn't he take her for a longer cab ride to get more money? And also, why couldn't wow. she just take an Uber? Because she clearly had her phone and apps because she rented that scooter. That's what people would do right. now, yeah. 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 That's- those cab drivers right. used to rip me off. I think they f- thought I was some kind of rube. Yeah. Drive me in some back streets. What are you doing? Where are you going? Oh, I, I don't know. I look like a rube. But yeah, it, it, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a girl time travel movie. All right. I, I'm a sucker for a girl with powers. A lady, a lady voiceover. I'm a sucker for a lady voiceover, and none of these tricks work. I would have mm. been okay with the corsets if the the conceit were somehow this was a body switch movie. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, that's a loophole. All right. Well, it gets like, yeah. Wait, so then, like, <laughs> well, because so I I, I sort of I really liked her being a fish out of water because she was this modern day person set in this setting that she didn't know how she got there. So I just wanted some sort of justification other than it being a dream. Spoiler. Well, at least at least esteemed well, actress Sarah Ferguson was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Best cameo ever. Not since her Weight Watchers commercials have I seen her. She was her heart and soul in her performances. Uh, she was clearly reading cue cards in too. The wrong direction of the people she's talking to, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, we'll take, it, it was like watching an SNL. It was like an SNL. That's exactly right. Like, oh, look who we got to walk into for this catch and look uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's a throwback. <laughs> she's from a different era. Yes. <laughs> Here's something that might have made it a little bit more fun. I don't know. Wouldn't it have been interesting if when they go for that dinner, like he he, he takes her away from her job at the library and then they close down the library because she's not going to be there at the beginning and they're having the dinner and then he, when she turned around, had accidentally drugged her. And this whole thing was like some strange trip. That Did would be the lifetime there? version oh, of this movie. Yeah. Maybe that is what happened. Could yeah. be. The, yeah. The, here's how you do a body switch because that book that she gets late, you know, uh, when she's in the past that is then yeah. in present day. Why doesn't that, why isn't it the same book? Maybe she pulls it off the shelf at the library at the same time somebody in the past is pulling it off a shelf within, uh, um, uh, I can't think of the Austin movie, the Austin book now. That, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Pride and yeah. They pull it at the same time, and they're transported into different worlds in that exact moment. I like that. I really like that. Uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You could do a split, like a, uh, a Brian De Palma split screen yeah. as they're grabbing it at the same yes. time. And you watch the switch happen there. Yeah. You could add some, some like old-style special effects and a little bit of a musical sound. Yeah, and, and, and Hallmark and, has been doing this thing where they're oh. they're trying to stretch out their movies so that they get more out of these characters and the audience gets more invested. Then you get at least two movies out of this. You get the present yes. day with the, the 
girl from Pride and Prejudice, and then you get the the Pride and Prejudice with the girl from Present Day. Two movies. I like, I the, like the Brian De Palma. I like the Brian De Palma idea. Add some more like elements yeah. from his movies. Have like a crazed John Lithgow character and yes, Carrie. Throw her in there. And I would. I would love for Brian De Palma to direct a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. Nancy Allen. Hmm. Who? Who's that, Les? Nancy. The Allen, because remember, yeah. the Allen was always in the Brian De Palma movie. Oh yeah, were, were they married or something? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah he, she, she was very much his muse for all those. Okay. And she's she's fantastic in those movies too. But yeah, I'd I'd be happy with plug that. Plug it up, plug it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so should right, we actually start, dig into the go. movie? Yeah. Well, let's do. Let's go. It's getting late in the East Coast. (laughs) Okay, so we see a woman. She's running Mm -hmm. through a field. Voiceover. (laughs) And so I thought, okay, good, we have a voiceover. The running in the field legit made it look like a Lifetime movie at first. And then she stops. And we find out that she's right and she's in the library, and we find that she's a librarian. And for me, this was a bad omen because she was not busy. And normally, our Hallmark heroines are always very, very busy. Mm-hmm. He seriously made me go like, uh-oh, she's not busy. This isn't going to be good. Well, she was trying to write her so, so novel, then, right? Yeah. Yes, it sounds like she was plagiarizing Jane Austen, pretty much. Yes. Yes, she was. Rings back. She was reading Love in the Time of Cholera, and she didn't like it. So uh, Harriet uh, uh, takes her to the Jane Austen section, and she says that uh, Pride and Prejudice changed her life. And why did it change her life? Because it helped her get through her parents' divorce. Yes. They said the D word right out of the gate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Brave. So then she's talking about, you know, Mr. Darcy. And then her boyfriend, Ethan, shows up. And she asks her boss to leave early and now her boss, I thought, so I'm still, like, loving Odette from last week. <laughs> yes. So I thought that her boss was, was very lame today because I still want, I want every boss from now on to be like Odette. Yeah, yeah our, uh, the, the movie we watched last week, Jason, was a Lifetime movie. Odette looked a little bit like Megan Mullally. Um, and she was kind of like sassy best friend, but no-nonsense boss at the same time. And she was amazing. Yeah, I thought, she, yeah. I thought she was a little nosy. I thought she looked a little and like Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg a bit. She had kind of a look like that. Odette looks like she looked like she'd work in a library. She did. Okay, mm-hmm. like the sexy librarian. Though. Well, Megan Mullally plays right. plays a librarian on Parks and Rec. Yeah, and, sorry, is Ruth Bader 
Bader Ginsburg sexy? To some. Well, I think back in like the forties or whatever. She was. Well, she was on the Supreme Court. That was that's kind of hot. Yeah, we don't yeah. know it's under yeah. that robe. Yeah, yeah. She's a sexy librarian. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so the boyfriend Ethan um, takes uh, it. Oh, we find it. It's their anniversary, and they go to this restaurant, and they have a bad table. Um. I thought Kurt, you would like this because they were eating pie. They were well, the, well, the bad table because they were outside. It seemed that was their issue. Well, they they're outside, outside, but they're also like right by, not necessarily the kitchen, but like you know, one of those like wait stations where they they have all the silverware and stuff, and they, they were just getting kind of bumped into. It was a bad table. Yeah. So, so and then so then we find out Harriet's having writer's block. She's also she also can't find her phone. Oh, they also said that their first date was eating string cheese in a parking lot. Now that, that sounds last date. No, that sounds good to me. I don't have a problem with that. And she did she like it? I mean, she's still there also, with this guy three years later. See, I like this guy. I, I I'm I'm rooting for Ethan. I like like a dorky, nerdy man child. On the first date, uh, they eat string cheese in a parking lot. Finally, a character I can relate to. I I agree with you. I, I, I like Ethan, guy. too, but we don't know that the string cheese was his idea. Maybe it was hers. Right. Maybe that's, <laughs> that, maybe that's a euphemism for his penis. Damn. We're getting to it, but the maybe is what I understood. I related to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, because I, yeah. so yeah, what happens is Ethan <laughs> proposes to Harriet and she says maybe. maybe. Now Jason, how can you relate to the maybe? Well wanna get a coffee? Maybe. Would you like to go out sometime? Maybe. I'm used to a maybe. I never get Do you want to get married, now. maybe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that would be worse. Okay. I feel bad bad for the guy but you know i mean he he, he thought the guitar and the singing was a good idea I, Oof, yeah. no a little yeah. cringy cringy that, yeah. that was that was uh, i don't know that was rough but Didn't i don't know back in the day i might have tried that one yeah now, me too boy thank god it's we're yeah, past that era <laughs> now I gotta say, at least he didn't ask her in public, like he in front of did. people. He did. He asked in front of all our coworkers. They helped him do the proposal. But it wasn't like in like a restaurant. Well, he didn't do it on like a jumbotron. But you still like you don't involve other people in your in your proposal. You no. just don't. Okay. <laughs> people say maybe, and you're humiliated. Even though I'd, I'd like it if he got up on the table and proposed to her at that restaurant. And then the kid came in and bumped him, uh, and then he fell off the table. Yeah, right. I think that would be funny. And maybe like, and maybe like, uh, breaks his neck, and they have to pause the filming of the rest of the movie. Oh, that would be good. I don't want the actor to be hurt. No, not the actor, but I just don't want to have to watch the movie. He goes into a separate fantasy about uh, I don't know what what what's he read. He's he's <laughs> fantasizing about being in any other movie. 
<laughs> it's just him. It's just him and singing on the raid, and he's tap dancing. Could not be happier because he's not in this movie. So, you know, Harriet's having issues, of course, after this, and she's confused. And she wishes on a shooting star, and she wishes for Mr. Darcy. And, and then she wakes up, and she's in a buggy. Now, this the part that annoyed me about this is she wakes up, and she's thinking that it's a bit, and she's thinking that it's like some kind of reenactment sort of a thing, but she, like... How could you think it's a reenactment thing if you don't even realize how you got there? Kurt, uh, yeah. you'll relate to this one. Remember when we uh, reviewed uh, Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood and those old women kidnapped Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. drugged her, and then suddenly she found herself in a different state? Yeah, it was yeah. a... Yeah, that's it, what this woman was, thought had happened to her, and she seemed pretty happy. It was a criminal act. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was kidnapped. Yeah, our protagonist seems happy because this is definitely, I, I don't think this is could represent anywhere in New York City that I'm aware of, but. Well, the, well this is why I want, like almost thought a body switch movie would have made more sense is the entirety of the movie. She's questioning whether or not she's really there and whether or not this is really a bit that Ethan's doing. If you were having a dream that you were in Pride and Prejudice, you wouldn't be questioning why you're there. The dream's just happening and you're just going along with it. If you're questioning it, then we need to explain the rules to the audience as to why she doesn't know she's there. Right, exactly. No, I agree, Jason. No more body switching movies. I've had it. Wow. Now... Now, well, I don't and, like and, it. The, the whole family switched bodies when that in that last one with a Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see that movie? No. <laughs> I don't have well, to. Like, yeah, nothing know, nothing new under the sun. That, but, no but courses for me. Like no body switching for Kurt. No, no body switching. I've had it. I, I've had Wait, enough. Did you see Thirteen Going on Thirty? No. no. I saw I like Father Like Son with. Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron when those two switch places. They just switch places now. I don't know. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean what I just said. I forgot, I forgot Dudley Moore had passed. Sorry about that. Um, wow. I feel bad about that. that was dark. I didn't mean that. Um, yes. Where were we? <laughs> but this is more of like 13 going on 30 where, where Jennifer Garner... The 13 Jennifer Garner woke up in like adult Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Yeah. 13 going on 30 isn't necessarily, isn't really a body switch as much as it's like a time jump, like big. Mm -hmm. Then there's another one. Matthew Perry becomes, um, Oh, uh, 18 again. Jack Efron. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was, but the time switch in that kind of made sense because she woke up in her adult self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she kind of still knew what was like she didn't know what was going on, but then she did. She kind of did, and then she had like Judy Greer to kind of guide her along. God, about, and who wouldn't what about like the one where Vince Vaughn uh, will switch bodies and he was a teenage girl? Too much. 
I don't know. Oh, oh, wait, that, that, was, I that was, that was that real? It was a horror movie. Uh, sort oh. Of, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Enough is enough. Forget the name. <laughs> enough is enough. And my, and, and my apologies to Kirk Cameron, because I didn't mean that. But he should apologize to us, too, because he's up to no good. He should apo- oh, no, apologize, he should to, apologize to us, for sure. There's some things to apologize But I, wasn't wish, I don't wish people die. I'm not. That's bad karma. Well, I wasn't well did, you, did you see Happy Death Day? No. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah. yeah, I think I did see Where that. Where the girl yeah, would yeah, like wake yeah. up and it was like the same day over. It was like Groundhog Day, except for she would yes, die. Yes, She'd yes, get yes. murdered that's a, every that's time. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. All of these are so much better than the movie we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so so she's in the buggy and she's she's still there. in her nightgown with no shoes. Yeah. Oh, she thinks and she's so, in Lust. Do you remember you and I went to a reenactment house in Indianapolis? Like there were, Yes, I remember. That's what she thinks she woke up in, something like that. And wasn't it for President Who which what president was it? I don't know, President Hoover or something. Somebody from Indianapolis. And like the reenactors were very serious about their job. <laughs> and wasn't, wasn't that the one where we went and talked to the president? I think so. Like we yeah. went into the room and it was us in the room with the president. <laughs> Oh, yes. Harriet seems like a, a fairly smart person. If this were yes. actually some sort of like reenactment, this was elaborate and would have been super expensive to put together. Yeah. She thinks Ethan's got money, I guess. Well, no, she you doesn't because she said maybe. Well, exactly. Money should be like, yes. I don't know. I think the money has carried him to a point. I don't know. Now, also, like she noticed a smell, but I think that, like, if it was real, like it would have stank. Because didn't they not bathe? They and they make jokes about about it throughout really? the entire movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't thought, think that when I'm watching a costume drama, like whether it's this or anything else, that like, they they all look way too clean. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and way too attractive. Makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like you have way too many teeth. <laughs> and they're white and they're not usually. yeah they're their not hair wasn't greasy oh so so she meets so she goes to the Bennett house mm-hmm. and she still thinks it's a bit and they mm-hmm. think that she's their cousin yes from that America was a bit strange yeah they were expecting an American cousin to just show up I guess yeah yeah it's like what, the what happened to the actual American cousin I don't know it's, it, well, it's, it's, it's like movie, the Descendants, where George Clooney he's running to his cousins the whole movie everywhere. Goes to the airport, there's a cousin. Goes to the bar, there's a cousin. Yeah. It'd be. So, so they think she's weird. Lots of cousins. And then, you know, they're talking, and then they're going, there's going to be a ball. But she still has her, her nightgown. So they give her an outfit. With a corset, sorry, Jason. <laughs> well, they keep they keep commenting. She's rolling up in his eyes. Oh, Wait, the message. The message of the movie too is she's old and fat. They say it in the movie. Mm-hmm. They say it in the movie. There's right? lots of ageism. What? Oh, ageism, weightism. Yeah. yeah. This is actually one of my big 
problems with the theme of this movie of like sort of dipping into Jane Austen but trying to make a contemporary spin on it is it just highlights how viewed through today's lens a lot of old art can seem very out of touch it can seem very out of step with with reality of the way people live now and it just kept pointing that out in kind of a gross way yeah yeah i think it's supposed to be charming but it's not no i didn't think so no it's sort of like the ageism and kind of like that's sort of how hollywood is if you if you work in tv or movies there's such an emphasis on uh weight or as paul hogan said white and the and the and the and Barbara Walters, who I was interviewing, she said, white? You mean white people? He goes, no, no, white. White. <laughs> obsessed with white. Oh, wait. But I mean, this, this movie kept trying to point out, like, oh, is isn't it funny? They used to think that women over thirty were old hags and fat if they didn't get married. But here, the whole what ends up happening is she ends up getting married anyway. Spoiler. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of undercuts their own message. So, so get this. So, so you know, because they meet Mr. Bingley and they meet Mr. Darcy, and Mr. Darcy was an asshole. I was googling during this because I got bored at this point and started googling. There was someone who said whose theory is that Mr. Darcy, the reason why he acted the way he did, was because he was on the spectrum. Wait, and the people have theories about this movie. About no, Jane no, Austen and Jane Austen oh. characters, and their theory is that there was more than one Jane Austen character who was on the spectrum, and Mr. Darcy was one of them, which would explain his behavior in the book. But there, isn't I guess that book, that is, there's that, and again, I forget the details. Like the other one has has stolen money from him, but made him look bad or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and or like he borrowed money or something. My theory was that he's just really angry at him, and he doesn't really trust anybody, and he's stuck at the social event, and he doesn't really want to let anybody in. But Didn't they pretty I, much I, say that in this movie? Yeah. D- didn't they say that was kind so. of the reason why it was a dick? You dick! That's you but could. then I guess in the book, he was like beyond what he was like in the movie. Like in the movie, he was like aloof and an asshole. But I guess in yeah. the book, he was like <clears throat> really just, you know. Well, well, th- think, about, yeah. think about the time. If you had that kind of power mm-hmm. and wealth, uh, aren't you baseline going to be kind of a dick because society lets you? Well, but at the same time, they wanted him to get married and find someone, but he was such a dick that you he couldn't dick. find anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, is he on the spectrum? Is he gay? Like, like and he's just like, it's resentful that he has to marry some woman and he's like, not, doesn't want to. That would be an interesting angle on it, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was supposedly, like, unbelievably hot. Unbelievably yeah, hot, and he was being a dick to, to women for no reason. He probably was gay. Because that, that was the thing. He had, like, total disdain to, like, the women. Like, like, ugh. Because in the, the, the famous miniseries, and I know there was also a shorter film version, this was the role that Colin Firth kind of got made, 
made him go put him on the map was playing Darcy. Yeah. Is it not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the guy from Succession, he played Darcy in something as well. Um, yeah. The, Matthew McFadden. Who's in that? Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm not confirming. I, I'd have to look it up. It's, it's been a while. But I saw the Kira Knightley film version. I saw it in theaters, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. But then in this, what was different was Mr. Darcy was being an ass and Harriet was basically like, fuck you! I'm not going to take your shit! And he liked yeah. that. Yes. I just realized I have seen a version of Pride and Prejudice. We watched the uh, the Lifetime version, Pride and Prejudice Atlanta, for this podcast. Oh, that's right. Was it Rudy Rudy Huxtable in it? I believe so, yeah. Oh, really? Rudy is in it? Yeah, Rudy Huxtable. I think Rudy and Vanessa were in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It must still be a vague, vague memory with the, of this, yeah. So... So that oh so the, like she was having girl talk with the girls and she was telling them because they were like oh my god you're thirty and you're not married you're like an old maid you old crow and she was like well I actually do have someone back home but I told him that I wasn't sure if I wanted to marry him and then she kind of realized she finally realizes oh shit oh no she talks to someone. Who does she have to touch someone? And she's like, what's the year? And he's like, 1813. And she realized that she really was there. It was just oh, no, some random guy she ran into in the street. Yeah, she yeah. thought she but saw she her boyfriend, but it wasn't yeah. him. Yeah. But she finds out that she's in 1813. And so she realized that she really is back there. Then the next day, she wakes up. She's still there. She goes down to the table. And they're having breakfast. Now, I wondered, because they asked her if she wanted toast. I wonder how long it took to make toast back then. Oh, they had crumpets and these little dessert things. Who was making this stuff? Was it the mother? The maids. They probably maids, yeah. Were the maids there? Okay. Yeah, they lived in this big house. I would assume toast is fairly easy back then. If you've got an open flame, you just, you know, wave that bread over it. It's ready. One thing I haven't gotten about this, because my understanding of the story, though, is they've got all of these girls to marry off, and it has to be, like, the oldest or the youngest, and they're financially strapped, I think, and they're they're needing the money for, like, the, the dowry or whatever. Um, and that's why there's this big pressure from the mother in particular to <clears throat> to marry the oldest daughter off and, and maybe several of them because they're, they're struggling for money, but I think they still do have servants or something. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and wasn't it really messed up because even if let's say the, they get like the, the daughter marries someone for their money and he dies. Didn't the money like not even still go to them? Like, so they're pretty screwed if the husband ever died. Like, I think so. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Mr. Belvedere. Sometimes they had episodes where they were having like money issues. Meanwhile, they got Mr. Belvedere working for them. Oh, yeah. And, and we watched that. That's triggering because my dad got mad at us because we didn't notice this in the show. <clears throat> that Mr. Belvedere was working he's like, in he's like, your brother did notice. Your, 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 your brother did notice that the people, they needed money and they had a butler. So I didn't notice either, Dad. I said, yeah, I know. 
Well, your your father did notice the the irony of a, of a show with a family hiring a butler was set in like blue collar Pittsburgh. That's what yeah. <laughs> you should have noticed that from the beginning that the premise was odd. I I didn't know by by watching Mr. Belvedere I was being tested, but apparently <laughs> family trauma up at every corner. <laughs> All right, back to the show. Okay. <laughs> So then Harriet faints. He fa- she faints. Mm-hmm. She faints. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then and then she wakes up and then all of a sudden she starts acting like Dorothy like I want to go home. And then um Jane, one of the cousins gets a ma- gets a letter from Mr. Bingley's sister inviting her for dinner and her mom is like, "Listen. Don't take the carriage." Why don't you ride a horse because it's going to rain? And then that way, if you ride the horse, it's going to rain and you're going to have to spend the night. Is Mr. Bingley's sister the Duchess? Is that the conceit of the movie? Is she? Because we. Some power. Yeah, she she was clearly someone of note that that Jane was excited about meeting her, and then she Jane when Jane's going to go, she finds out that she's not even going to be there. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Bingley's not going to be. And then we meet the Duchess later in the movie, and it's a big deal. So I'm guessing maybe Bingley is the brother of the Duchess. I guess, yeah, the he's a Duke then. I think so. Yes. So. So then we so then it turns out that Jane does ride a horse over there, but she does it in the rain. So she catches the cold. So since she catches the cold, she has to stay there for She's a few like days. Bedridden with this cold, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. They didn't have like night quill or anything back then. If you caught a cold, you'd like die. She seemed healthy. Like, like they had no Robitussin, no nothing. Yeah. No, no. Mm. It's hard to swallow echinacea when you're wearing a corset. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or didn't they just drink like brandy? No, they would cut a hole, and one of her humors would get would pour out, and then she would feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that scene. Me too. <laughs> it's good. See, that's lifetime. Too. <laughs> so so the next day, um Lizzie and Harry Lizzie and Harriet, Lizzie's one of the other cousins, decides to walk over to the house. And so they're walking over to the house. It probably took hours. They're walking through the mud. And then Harriet says, Be careful because don't get your dress dirty, because then when you get there, she's gonna say that you look like a pig pen. And they get there, and the woman tells her that she looks like a pig pen. Yeah. Well, at least she was ready for that. So then Mr. Darcy is, like, still smitten with Harriet, and he takes her, and they're looking for books, and they're talking about books. And she's telling Mr. Darcy about Ethan. And Jane still wants to – Jane wants to leave – but they're like, no, Jane, you've got to stay here a few more days until you're better. So then they go and they're sitting in the living room 
And what is she eating? Like some kind of. Yeah, what was that? that was I, it looked like saltines. one of those, um, like those meringue cookies. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's oh, basically bad. made of the same stuff you make lemon meringue, but they're sweeter. Looked like she was chewing on a seashell. Yeah, it did. Yeah. No, th- those those little meringue cookies—they will crumble if you yeah. bite down on it too hard, and it just—it's crumbs everywhere. It was a bit to make her look awkward, I guess. Yes. And, and and this is where I wrote: this movie's like a whole lot of nothing because nothing's really happening. It, nope. It's pretty slow. I mean, I haven't watched the number of Hallmark movies that that you you find folks out, but I. I remember Hallmark. It's a lot of Christmas ones I I have watched, and they seem to move. Even if they're not particularly good, they move at a good pace. This this felt like a drag. Well, one of the 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 thing about this one too is, and I guess I give Hallmark a little bit of credit because at least they were trying to do something that wasn't in the traditional mold of of the the very 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 sameness of all of their other movies they all have a very identical structure and this definitely broke from that but it didn't make the movie any better right well so so Mr. Darcy that was laughing at her and he's actually being shady towards her and then Harriet tries to push Elizabeth on to Mr. Darcy. Well, and... Darcy also asked her to walk around his, his, uh, his come on line as he offers her to, she says she can walk around the room while he writes correspondence. Right. Oh, that sounds so fun. Maybe that's a, like an ancient sexual harassment line. It's no string well, cheese date. I mean, I tell you that. Yeah, she well, has some weird dates. Well, sexual harassment was like the thing back then. I guess it is sort of like an old-timey version of being a stripper. Like, you know, you, you want to watch a woman like sort of taking off her clothes. Darcy wants to walk her, saunter around his library while he writes with a quill. Right. Yeah, that is actually kind of hot. Or as we find out later, as he plagiarizes with a quill. Uh, yeah. I, I might be into that. I never even what, the quill or the plagiarizing? No. Woman's kind of prancing around while writing something with a quill. No, she's not writing. She's just, she's just walking yeah. around the library looking at the books. Yeah. I think I like writing this. I'm getting into this. I don't right, do I'll, another draft of my, my correspondence. So, 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 so then the next, next, the next day, Harriet's talking to the other cousins, and she finally fesses up that she's from the future. Now, here's the deal: is her telling them their future? Is that how everything started to get messed up? I think so. Yes, they did. Like, they never the explained it. Because was it like when Marty McFly started to disappear? <laughs> Again, no, it was like somewhere in time. To somewhere in time when he looks at the you know the, the object from the present day and then he has to yeah screws everything up within this movie they needed some sort of structure to explain the rules of what was happening and they didn't right. do that no that's I, the problem I, I was wondering if christopher lloyd was busy to just 
come in for a day's work to just provide the exposition. He's done Hallmark him. movies. He's yeah. done Hallmark yeah, movies. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. So I just think he, he probably could use, you know, a, a quick paycheck. Probably read this script and said, no fucking thank you. Right. I'm not doing it. This is a piece of garbage. (laughs) I'm not just desperate. I've already made for my health insurance for this year. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, before we even got to that scene where she's trying to say she's from the future, we have a scene where like, um, Harriet's walking around outside just like trying to just taking a walk and Darcy like kind of creeps up on her he's like basically stalking her oh yeah I was probably okay back then back then it's fine to stalk women I watched this documentary on Robert England he was stalking his soon to be wife he was like who Freddie? Hey. yeah he was he had like his car parked outside her house like waiting like, like watching her she was just walking that's at <laughs> least kind of like- Freddie's brand though <laughs> true he's he, t- he takes his work with him yeah <laughs> that's how I, he I was prepared the for the role i was in a room with him once um who freddy freddy krueger yeah he, did, did you know he, he was in the room anything you know he what was he yeah what was he doing uh, i was like a saskatoon comic-con type of thing oh, okay. i was volunteering i was uh i was a handler or whatever that day so not for him but for somebody else <laughs> that documentary is good. Yeah. Oh, what the, is there a Freddy Krueger documentary? There's a Robert England documentary. So, what was he like? Was he like my life? I'm stuck being Freddy, and that's all I'm known for. No, no. He he had a whole acting career before Freddy. Like he was mm-hmm. in movies. He did a movie with Henry Fonda. He did. Some he was in V. Movies. Yeah, and then he did V, and then like V, and then and then uh, Freddy Krueger's right after that. So now, since that. He does like horror movies, like oh. So he wasn't bitter like Ernest. No, he he works all the time, pretty much. I think he's had some slow, uh, slow periods. Because Ernest was pretty bitter. Yeah, he didn't seem like a bitter man to me. But I mean, I I mean, I didn't spend a whole bunch of time talking to me. He was really happy to, you know, embrace his. I feel like I feel like I've seen him in interviews and stuff, and he seems like very happy about it. He seems like he enjoys that yeah, that did. part of his life and the career that it gave him. And why wouldn't he be happy? You know? Yeah. And those Comic Con things pay pretty well for them, right? I think it does. Yeah. Like, yeah, the amount they yeah. charge and everything—it's yeah, it's a good payday. I think. Yeah. Anyway, I recommend the documentary. I don't know that I'll look it up and I'll I'll, I'll mention it at the end. Oh, so so then when um, Harriet tells Elizabeth that she's going to marry Mr. Darcy, Elizabeth is not happy about this. No. She's like, F you, Harriet. Um, but meanwhile, Mr. Darcy is still in Harriet, and he gives her this book called Eveli- Evelina, which is what inspired Jane Austen, I guess. Yeah. So, so then they go home, Harriet and Elizabeth... And then there's some guy. Oh, they, um, Harry, their mom, uh, Elizabeth's mom is like, Mr. Collins is coming over. Cause she's just really working on pimping her daughters out and getting them married. 
Yeah. And this is where I was re- like really getting lost with, okay, who is this new character they're introducing that they're assuming the audience knows who he is? I don't know who the fuck he is. They didn't care. And some of them look very similar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like Darcy was pretty distinct looking, but yeah, the, all the other guys looked almost the same. Yeah. I didn't know who he was, but I cared. And then it was like the mom was like brokering a deal because yeah. Mr. Collins, Mr. Collins is like, well, I want Jane. And she's like, uh, Jane is not available, <laughs> but my other daughter is. Yeah. You'd have her. It's like a lineup at the um, Las Vegas brothel, you know? Well, it really was. Las Vegas, Nevada. The, not, not, what was it? Not called, not the chicken ranch. It was called the, What's um, the one that was on HBO, the cat house. Is that it? Cat house. Yes. Yeah, with airplane a... with air force, Amy, <laughs> air force, Amy. What's yeah, her it's name? Like, it's like the lineup of the cat house. <laughs> so the mom was seriously, the mom's all, well, no, this one's not available. She's on, she's on layaway, but this one, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's mealtime. It's mealtime for this one. You got to go with the other one. And so I, so, and Elizabeth is like, well, that's okay. I'm doing, cause Harriet's like, well, what's going on? No, don't do that. Elizabeth's like, I'm doing it to protect my family. Um, so, so then we find out there's going to be another ball. Um, do we see, so Mr. Collins, have we reached that yet where he's at the, table oh you're just yes. you're just you're yes. talking about him yeah, yeah. mr collins talking about pea soup he said it's one of the top five pea soups he's had he, he's judging the estate based on the quality of the peas in the pea soup yeah. yes i mean I, I i guess they were just trying to show that this guy is gonna be a real drag for anyone who has to marry him but the mom is still trying to push these girls on him well, in the UK, though, because they love peas. I mean, your yes, pea, yeah. your, they I mean, do. Your pea soup, your pea soup is, is moving up the charts. Well, like, you know, because my husband is, is Jason Dubray. My husband is from the UK, sorry, I go to the UK. And they, like, love, like, mushy peas, which is, like, bleh. Yeah. And, and you could order, like, mushy peas in a restaurant. I'm like, why would you want mushy peas? <clears throat> but anyway... So, oh, so Mr. Darcy's still trying to impress Harriet. And so he's like, I wrote you a poem and then starts to plagiarize Shakespeare. <laughs> and she's like, you, you stole that. And he's like, well, yeah, but you inspired me too. So then meanwhile, Mr. Wickham, the hot military guy, Liz, Elizabeth is actually like into him. That's who she wants. He was pretty. He really was. Mr. Wickham? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we find out, because Mr. Wickham hates Mr. Darcy, and he tells them that he hates Mr. Darcy over money. And so Elizabeth is really into Mr. Wickham, and then Harriet's is like, you can't be into him because he's not going to show up at the ball anyway, so you need to go for Mr. Darcy. So then they go to the ball, and they meet the original Fergie, Sarah yeah. Ferguson. Yeah, delicious. Now, were they looking to do st- stunt casting and 
Joey Buttafuoco wasn't available or what? Which, by the way, mom. She could have Sarah Ferguson is having, like, they have financial issues, so I'm sure she actually was not that expensive. Well, I think she was a producer on this. Yeah, executive producer on, oh, the, she was? on the movie. Yeah. Well, that was probably part of her payment. Yes. Yeah. Wait, what? For her to be in the movie, part of her payment was to be executive producer? Well, so if, if let's say that she had a certain amount of money that she needed, and they're like, oh, we don't really have that in the casting budget, but maybe we can give your producer credit and get you some other money that way. And she said, I'm an, I'm an actress because I, I had a series of Weight Watchers commercials for years. And then in, in the UK, she also had a reality show. Yeah. And so well, in her reality show, she would show up at poor people's houses <laughs> and make their dreams come true. What would they do? Like She'd make them like watch this fucking movie, movie and they, they're like, all right, I'm getting my act together and getting out of this life. Like she did at the the speech for the party, which was like two sentences long. I don't I don't know if that was actually memorized. He did memorize her. She wasn't she she wasn't that bad in the movie either. Wasn't that good? I like like Sarah's Ferguson actually. I really did. I think she may have gotten some private coaching. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. Oh, she was definitely better than that. Yes, yes. She was better than that. She was better than the guy from last week. Like she should coach the park ranger. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's expensive acting coach. I hired an acting coach. She costs like a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> it's Fergie. What the singer? No, no, no. The one from years before that. <laughs> so, 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 Mr. Darcy's still after Harriet. And Harriet's like, still like, I'm in love with another man. Because now she's starting to realize that maybe Ethan isn't so bad. So then she's talking to the stars and she's like, I want to go home. Was, was this a prayer that she did? Yes. And she quoted Taylor Swift lyrics? Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't believe they did that. That was... And like a well, very recent Taylor Swift song too. Yeah. That the players are gonna play, 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 and the haters are gonna hate, 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 hate. Yeah, hate. She, she was doing anti-hero. Must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kurt's a swim. Well, Jason Bowers doesn't like. Well, no, you don't like the you don't like eras, so you don't like her. We probably are against her. I I like all of Taylor's eras. Oh, okay. Her her eras are all right, but yeah. Don't you dare oh, make God. it sound like I don't like Taylor Swift. I do not want to get murdered. Oh no no not, not in this world. No, no we like her. I yeah, love Taylor. Madonna fell. I did. She fell. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Our friends, our friends were there. Yeah, our our, our friend got it on video. Where she fall? She yeah, was uh, she was doing a concert in Seattle, and there's a like a moment where they're like she's leaning back in a chair, and they're kind of dragging the chair, and it looks like the dancer may have dropped it. Yeah, I think oh. so. Yeah, I heard so you somebody was so fired. Yeah. When did this happen? Sunday night, last oh, weekend. I missed this. Oh. Hmm. oh well, she was just in Australia this week, or she's still in Australia. 
No, she was in Seattle. Oh, no, Taylor's in Australia. Taylor's in Australia, yeah. Because yeah. Travis showed up. Hard to keep up with these people. Yeah. Um, oh, so we find out that Mr. Bingley left and went and went to London because he's having second thoughts. And so Harriet is like, Jane, you need to go after him. So they go to London which it took them five minutes to get there. Yeah, what's that's what London looked like back then? It was just like a fat house. <laughs> there might have been more than one house. It just looked like, I, I thought London, isn't there some kind of city back then? There's nothing? Yeah, there was a city. Isn't that where Jack, because Jack the Ripper was around back then, right? But, but they went to London, it was just a house. For, with, it was like the outskirts of London. Yes. You know, like I say, I'm in L.A., but I'm technically in West Hollywood. You know what would be a good Hallmark movie? Jack the Ripper. Or Lifetime. And, like, Jack the Ripper, and then, like, a woman falls in love with Jack the Ripper, and she shows Jack the Ripper that love can change anything. And then he kills her. No. Or not. No, it wouldn't be the end of a Hallmark. Or it could be like a time travel and someone goes back and they're inhabiting the body of Jack the Ripper and they're like, oh my gosh, I can change that Jack the Ripper. Not on Kurt's watch, that's not happening. Malcolm, there was a movie with Malcolm McDowell. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't like the body switching. Malcolm, Mc, Malcolm McDowell, he's, I think he plays H.G. Wells. Yes, right? I saw that movie. It's called Time After Time. Yes, and he, I love and that movie. He, and he, he, uh, he's trying to stop Jack the Ripper. Yes. So anyway, they go after Bingley. They tell uh, she tells him. Uh, Jane tells him that she loves him, and the sister is like appalled. And so, then the next day, they're back um, at the Bennett's house, and Harriet goes and talks to the mom, and the mom is very upset and cutting flowers, and the mom is just like. The reason I want to marry my daughters off is I just want to make sure that they have security. And then we find out that Lizzie and the mom, Elizabeth and the mom, had a fight. So then Elizabeth ran off to marry Mr. Wickham. And Harriet gets Mr. Darcy, and they go to stop the wedding. And they go to the church right when they're getting ready to get married. And we find out that Mr. Wickham owes... Mr. Darcy, $10,000. And Mr. Darcy's like, well, I'll give you $10,000 if you not if you don't marry her. And Mr. Wickham looks at Liz Elizabeth and is like, well, later. Bye. <laughs> I'm not going to marry you. Yep. Which is pretty bad. I'm going to look up how much, how much that was back then. All right. <clears throat> Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Going to be in pounds. Okay. Oh wait. Google. Oh, G O O G L E. Google. How am I going to do that? It's pounds. I'm looking at U.S. So I find forget. out. So what you do is you find out how much ten thousand dollars. I don't want to do all. It's this is not entertaining for an audience. No, it only goes from 1913. Oh, it, oh. It, it starts there. All right. That's how much over was it then? You got me doing it again. What, what is it in Bitcoin back in uh, 1813? Stop it. Okay. If it, 
stop. His head explodes right here in the thousand, middle. But it's 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 not entertaining for an audience. All right, it's it's thirty one dollars. I don't know. Stop it. We have to we have to move on. I can't do it right now. I I can say hundred thousand dollars. If in 1913 I purchased an idea an, an item for ten thousand dollars, then in 2024 the item would cost thirty one dollars and fifteen cents. Well, obviously this is wrong. Wait, so this is wrong, <laughs> this is wrong with the inflation calendar, the inflation calculator. We'll have to do it some of the time. Let okay, me work. Dollars is maybe ten thousand. Let me let me let me work on this, and, and you know, I'll, I'll get to understand this. the logic of this super derivative bad movie. Yeah, yeah and okay, and the thing is, so they're heading back. Mister Darcy basically, what he basically a he takes Mister Wickham's sloppy seconds, and b Elizabeth is like, well, I guess I'll marry you because I just got dumped. So hey, why not? Okay, I've got an answer. So this is 1914. So this is American money. $10,000 in 1914 today would be 313,166. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yes. So double it. And so it's probably like $600,000 back then in 1814. All right. So Forgive that debt. What if you're offered that deal? Like you owe that much money? No, I'll I'll give you this money. You just leave her. Leave or leave. Leave somebody at the altar for that. Not if I seriously wanted to marry the person. Well, Bingley's a dumbass because he he marries her or doesn't marry her. He takes this money and then the stock market crashes like 18 years later. But Mr. Wickham was hot. He could definitely he could definitely meet someone else. Wickham was super hot. Yeah. Wickham probably had somebody on the line. Like seemed, Wickham probably left the church and went and went on a date. Yeah. Seemed relatively easy to meet people then. Mm-hmm. Yes. And basically, since it was all about getting married, they got married like they got engaged like date number two or three. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or less. Yeah. So, so Mr. So Mr. Bingley proposes to Jane. Mr. Darcy proposes to Elizabeth. They make an age joke again while they're in the carriage. And oh, because yeah, Harriet's sleepy. She's sleepy. And, oh, must be that old age of hers. Yeah, because you are thirty. Well, in the book, Mr. Darcy was supposed to be twenty-eight, so he's supposed to be kind of long in the tooth himself. Let's drop her off at adult daycare on the way home. <laughs> right. <laughs> so oh, man. Does she Makes her walk home at her age. Exactly, yeah. It's a silver alert. So she falls asleep. She wakes up in, the, in a cab. In present day. In present day. She has the book that Mr. Darcy gave her. The but cab she's, driver's pissed. She's still wearing her dress from uh, olden times. Right. Must stink. He kicks her out of the cab. Well, well, she's, been cab. For, 
She'd been there for about a week, so I'm sure she hadn't bathed in like a week. <laughs> no, he wants her out of that cab. Get out but of here. But this is just a dream of like a, like a few minutes of her riding in this cab home. Well, she's been going around for several weeks, and that's why he's mad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she wanted a bender with her coworkers after she said maybe, and they were drinking (laughs) wine out of a bottle on the steps of the library in a Hallmark movie. Taxi drivers. The all-new Hallmark. Taxi cab drivers are a trigger to Jason DeBray because he once met Sybil Shepard and told her she was good in taxi driver. She got mad at him. (laughs) Shit. Wait, what did she say? She didn't say anything. She just looked horrified and walked away. (laughs) Where was this? It was outside of a play that she was the, the best man. She was in a revival of the best man by or or Vidal. And it was a big ensemble cast, but she came out to sign and I said something which I thought was nice to her. And then I was like, Oh, maybe she doesn't have great memories of that movie or there's all that crazy stuff that happened with Jodie Foster afterwards. So that was maybe not the right movie to mention or project to mention to her. But maybe the last picture show wouldn't have been a good one to mention either because, uh, you know, I don't know how she ended up feeling about Peter Bogdanovich. So maybe I should just right. not have said anything at all. Well, I hear that you can't win with her. Well, oh, I, I lost. That, I that's lost. what we're hearing now. Yeah, I lost. And then she got so sleepy afterwards and she went and made that movie with Gutenberg. But... <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. one we did last year together. Yeah, she was sleepy yeah. in that whole movie. Yeah. So, oh, so then Harriet takes a scooter. That's right. And she goes and she finds Ethan. <clears throat> and she's like, I love you, I love you. And he's like, I love you, I love you. He's talking under the, whatever, the buzzer or whatever. Yeah, thing. The buzzer. yeah the call box thing. What did you feel? I, yeah. I didn't hate that last scene. I don't know why. I, I didn't hate it. I, 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 I like that they at least kind of gave it a twist where she proposes to him. Yes. But also, well, like, why do you here. need to get married to be happy? Why is that always the moral of the story? Yeah. And that, that seemed to be the thing, the Jane Austen of it. There was always a wedding at the end, like a Shakespearean comedy. Yeah. There was always a wedding or multiple weddings at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, things worked out yeah. for the characters, but you're right. Yeah. I've... I thought a couple of things at the end were kind of charming. I found Darcy, that, that sort of thing, kind of sweet and mm-hmm. a couple of things at the end. But that's all. That's all Jane Austen. That's all Jane Austen. It wasn't anything that like these people did who yeah. making this movie. I I, yeah. I, sure, I don't really fault the actors. I think the actors did what they could. I agree. Um, let me get her name here. Uh, Eliza Bennett, I think, is her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I, thought she, I thought she was good. Yeah, I, I thought I mean, she was good with what she had to work with. I mean, she she yeah. certainly gets the most fun part because she's the one that's aware of both worlds. Yeah. Right. But she has to carry, she has to carry this absurd premise through. And I think, you know, she was doing everything that she could. She had some energy. I don't think other aspects of this had a lot of energy. So I didn't really feel like I wanted to blame her for the shortcomings of this. And I mean, Offer me that role, I'll be happy to take it because there's a lot that she can do in it. But it was, yeah, I, I don't, 
I don't know. I, it will, I'm sure it will further her career in some way. Um, but, yeah, it's not great material that she had to work with. So. I was, yeah. something nice about it. So. I was just watching this movie wishing that it could be next week. Because <laughs> I want to watch the Wendy Williams documentary. <laughs> Well, do we, though? That looks kind of sad. I, I actually don't know that I want to watch that for the podcast and rip it apart and make fun of it. Okay. That does not seem like it's appropriate. I want to find, I want to find something that murderous and, like, bloody. Now, that sounds fun. Like, yeah. like something you killing. Movie, murder. <laughs> yeah. Like something you know, I can tell the, just the, the message you were, you, you said you were, you were mad about this. You just finished it and you were mad. Yes, I was totally mad. Yeah. 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 And especially um, at the end, because I was like, I wanted it to hurry up and end so I could watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh. Oh. What do you think of this? What on earth would you do with this uh, situation? <laughs> Jason Debray. He watches these awful shows. <laughs> What's that other one? The Vanderpump. Oh, Vanderpump. You know, I I like to watch three and a half hour Scorsese dramas. You know. Oh, I watch this too. I like The Godfather. Oh, that's yeah. cool. No, no, he's talking about Killers of the Flower Moon, which I did like. Oh, I need to watch that. That's like one of my last ones. I need to watch. You got to watch Anatomy of a Fall, so we can discuss that. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch Rustin. I watched Rustin. Yeah, Rustin's good. Um, good. good. No, that wasn't your last one, Kurt. It was Anatomy of the Fall was your last one for the Oscar nominations. Yeah, that's the last one that I watched. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta watch Anatomy of the Fall. Then, like for the SAG Awards, there's also TV shows. So I binge watched Fellow Travelers. Ooh. That's the, oh, the gay one on Showtime with Matthew Bilmer. Oh. About the McCarthy um Matthew about... Bilmer was Matthew Bilmer was in Maestro. Okay, but please continue. Yeah, but he's also in I think he's up for best actor, isn't he, for the, the limited for series? Best, yeah. For yeah. fellow travelers. Yeah. There's really fellow travelers. That's good. Okay. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. I used to work um, with so him. I binge watched that whole series. I did extra work on White Collar. Um and so yeah, I've got to like I've got like two days to like get I got to watch the remaining movies. Yeah, is Ferrari good? I never watched that. I gotta watch that too. No, I'm not gonna watch the list. I heard good things. I haven't I haven't watched Ferrari yet, and of course it wasn't on like, the Oscars. I like Poor Things. I really yes. like Poor Things. That is a yes, yeah, something else. That is something else. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that because there's the I like the. Bulldog chicken hybrid that was running. Yeah, around. I like that too. <laughs> you want, yeah, you want that to win the award. I know? do. And I like, yeah. Oh, for I best do. pick for best picture. No, I'd vote for the b- bulldog, the, the the bulldog chicken for like best for supporting actor. actor. Yeah, I I want this uh, it to get special <laughs> effects for um, Willem Dafoe's belches. <laughs> That's right. Those were great. I, like I almost forgot that. about that. That's great. William Defoe. Oh, William Defoe. Yeah, yeah. William Defoe. Oh, I, we talk about it on the show, but why was he not nominated? I agree. He should the have Oscar. been. I he mean, really should have been. I thought he was better than Ruffalo. I 
know, they, 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 they couldn't stop and get ice cream because God would scare the children. <laughs> great. That movie was something else. You, I don't think I was ready for it, but I'm ready now. So the Robert England documentary is called Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares, the Robert England story. And you can watch it on many platforms. I, I'll watch it. I like Freddy. Sounds interesting. And I made a mistake. Uh, time after time, H.G. <laughs> Wells and Jack the Ripper, they go forward in time. They don't go back. Just remember that. Isn't it like Jacqueline Bissett or someone like that in that movie? I don't know. Like some lady. Somebody's in it. Some lady. Hey, lady, I got a rule for you at time after time. Well, well, here we are. Jason, Dubray, you have to come back. We like having oh, you here. I, I, I really enjoyed this. This is so much fun. And yeah, anytime it works out. And I would, I'd actually love, maybe we'll talk about it off mic or something, but I'd love to have all four of us on the shelf shedding movie show. Um, I have ideas, but uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I know it's tough to schedule sometimes. I, I, I've scaled back the number of movies that you have to uh, watch and stuff for, for my show just to make it a little bit more manageable. Because I just, uh be kind of interesting to get your your takes on the um, quote-unquote mainstream movies. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, so Jason, first of all, where would uh, the listeners find the shelf shedding podcast and where, and where would the listeners find you? Yeah. So um, certainly any podcast platform, Spotify and Apple, of course, and the Stitcher still exists or did Stitcher go away? I forget. There was one of them that, that disappeared. I think they I think went Stitcher away or got absorbed by something I think Stitcher's else. Stitcher's gone now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually if, and I also have a, a website, um, uh, shelf shedding. If you just uh, Google shelf shedding movie show, and you'll uh, find my website, which has now seventy six episodes I've I've released. And so um, there's one I have to edit uh, that we recorded earlier, earlier this week. Uh, Kurt and I part two of our Oscar show, and I'm also doing a funny February series, and uh, a lot going on there. Um, so, and you can find uh, myself or you can find the podcast on Instagram and, and Facebook as well. And I'm on X Twitter as well, just because of some contacts to some other podcasters, even though I've, I don't spend as much time on, uh, on X as uh, on the other ones too, just because I've got concerns about it. I don't know if others do. Too. I'm only on there to watch porn. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. With, uh, What's your name? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say the name. All right. Yes. Les, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on my on my uh website, leskirkendallbarrett.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. Jason. You can find all of us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Please rate or review us. Give us five stars so more people can find the show. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I'm at KurtFitzpatrick.com with Kurt with a K. And I will be in the Rogue Festival in Fresno doing my show, The Jester of All Maladies in the March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And I got a show got added. So I'll be doing 
two shows on show Friday, two shows on Saturday, and a show on Sunday. At what venue are you at? I'm at Spectrum Art Gallery. Aha. Uh, and, I, and I've seen the show, and it's good. And yeah, so I guess that's it. So until next time, bye. 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 Bye.